a story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody and welcome to Story Time with Mama G, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. It is as ever lovely to have you here with me. I am Mama G. And don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You just need to search for at Mama G Stories. And I do love it when you get in touch. So let me know if you are enjoying the podcast and the many, many, many episodes that have gone before it. Now, today, today's podcast, whatever day it is that you're listening, I have a fabulous show for you because I am going to tell you a brand new story and then I'm going to recommend a rather wonderful brand new book. Now, the story this week is called The Selfish Giant. Now, I must be honest, this is not a wholly original story because I have adapted it from a story that already exists from that great author who is an, unbeknownst to him, friend of the podcast, Oscar Wilde. This story is called The Selfish Giant. And it is from Oscar Wilde's collection of stories for children. Now, I've had this collection of stories for a very long time, but I can't have read them for a while. Because this week, when I opened the book, I found a card in there from my dad. And it said, Happy 7th Birthday. So, potentially, I've not read this book in, let's say, 20 years. That's a little white lie. And the first story in the book is The Selfish Giant. And I remembered absolutely loving this story when I was little. Well, reading it as a grown-up, there were some elements of the story that I wasn't so keen on. So I decided, rather than tell you Oscar Wilde's version of the story, I would tell you my own version of the story because that way I could take out the bits I didn't like and really, really, really emphasise the bits that I absolutely loved. So let me know what you think because I reckon it is time for the story. Once upon a time, in a tiny village, lived a really big giant. This giant lived in a really big house, obviously, and had a really big garden, obviously, and had a really big appetite, obviously. Every morning, 
the local children would bring the giant a big plate of food for his breakfast. And in return, he would let the children play in his garden before they went to school. When the giant had finished eating, he'd tell them all to get lost and chase them out. They'd all run to school laughing. See you later, they would shout. Not if I see you first. All the while that this happened, it was always spring in the giant's garden, and it would be full of daffodils and blossoms and butterflies. You see, spring is just like children, full of hope for the future. And the giant hoped that these children would grow up to be wives with husbands, and husbands with wives, and have sensible jobs, and allow his life to continue as normal. That would be perfect. One day, when the children brought the giant his breakfast, they also brought with them a really big letter. It took ten of them to carry it, but it was worth it, because when the giant read the letter, it made him smile. I've been invited to visit my friend Blunderbore. He lives in Cloudland. The name Blunderbore made the children shudder. Blunderbore didn't like new things. And children are about as new as things get. So Blunderbore hated children. Please don't go, they begged. He'll teach you how to turn us into dinner. Don't be silly, said the giant. You're my friends. Before he left, the giant asked the children to look after his garden for him. Of course they agreed, and they waved him off on his way to Cloudland. Now, Giant time goes by very much slower than our time does. And while the giant was only gone for a giant weekend, in human years he was gone for decades. And in that time, the children that the giant had left had done what he'd hoped they'd do, grown up and become husbands and wives with sensible jobs. And their children had all grown up too. So now, it was the grandchildren that played in the giant's garden. Throughout the decades, the children had looked after the garden. And spring was still the garden's eternal friend. And it was still full of daffodils, blossoms and butterflies. But, when the giant got back from his visit to Blunderbore, he didn't know who any of the children were. Not only did he not recognise their faces, but their clothes were different. They were saying words that he'd never heard before. And it looked like some of them might grow up to be husbands with husbands and wives with wives. The giant thought, Blunderbore was right. 
These new children are so strange. I preferred the old ones. They were normal. Then he shouted, Get out of my garden, all of you! And they did. The children ran as fast as they could. Before they were even back home, the giant had hung a sign on the gate that said, No trespassers. It wasn't just the children that left, though. The daffodils and the blossoms and the butterflies all vanished, too. The sun stopped shining on the giant and his garden. And the beautiful colours of spring finally faded away. The next morning, the giant looked out of his window and saw something he had never seen before. Winter. Snow was falling so heavily that soon his house was covered in it. And it lay so thickly on the ground that the garden had almost disappeared, completely hiding the sign that declared, No trespassers. And this is how the giant and his house remained for many, many human years. While the rest of the village enjoyed springs, summers and autumns, it was always winter in the giant's garden. And, you could say, in his heart. Slowly, the village forgot about the giant little knowing that he was sad and lonely in his house, perfectly preserved in the past, and grumpy at those children he'd chased away for ruining his present. But maybe he wouldn't be lonely for long. One spring morning, a group of children noticed a sign poking through the snow. They brushed the snow away and read, No trespassers. And you know what that means, don't you? They decided to dig through the snow and see what they could discover. As they dug, something magical started to happen. The snow began melting away around them and revealed the giant's beautiful garden. The children were delighted and started to play. And as they played, the daffodils returned, and the blossoms, and the butterflies. The children's laughter woke the giant up. His house was still covered in snow, so he forced his window open to find out what was going on. When he saw the children, with their new hairstyles, boys in jewellery, girls hand in hand, he almost shouted for them all to go away. But he stopped himself when he saw that it was once again spring in his garden. He realised it must have been because of the children. So he ran into the garden and removed the sign that said, No Trespassers. He looked at all the children, wearing clothes he didn't like, and behaving in ways he didn't understand. 
and he said, Welcome. Beautiful things grow in my garden, and I hope you will grow too. Spring is a promise of the future, and now I see our future is you. And as he said that, the final drops of snow melted away from the house. The sun shone. A rainbow appeared. And the most dazzling flowers cascaded everywhere. was The Selfish Giant, adapted by me, from the original, by Oscar Wilde. I hope you enjoyed it. Do let me know what you thought. I think it's a particularly lovely story, a very pertinent story, and probably a story that some grown-ups would benefit from listening to. Well, now, of course, it is time for the Book of the Week. Now, if you were keeping up with my Facebook Lives, then you will know that this Sunday just gone, I interviewed Jean Willis live on Facebook. Jean who has also been interviewed here on this podcast. Do go and listen to that episode if you wish, or go to my Facebook page and watch the Facebook Live. Jean is an incredibly prolific author of children's literature. She reckons that she has published over 400 books. That means... Over 400 different stories have come out of her head. Isn't that incredible? And talking to her, I think she's absolutely one of the most wonderful and loveliest of people. She's uh, very exciting, excited, uh, very imaginative, very colourful. Oh, she's just lovely. We always have a gorgeous chat when we do talk. And today's book of the week is her latest book. It is called Hom, and it's written by Jean, and it's got illustrations by Paddy Donnelly. Now, we all know, we all know, that Jean writes the most hysterically funny books. She's a very funny person, but Jean told me that this book, Hom, makes her cry. And I think I know why. Hom is the last of his kind. Hom is, is not quite a human. He's sort of on the way to becoming a human. And he lives on an island all by himself. 
But one day, a boy washes up on the island and they learn lots of things about each other and the way that each other lives. So it's a story about friendship and it's also a story about understanding other people and understanding other people's way of living. And that's a very important thing for us all to be able to do. Now, quite often, Jean works with an illustrator called Tony Ross. And we all love his illustrations, don't we? From the um, Little Princess series of books. They're delightful. They're a bit like Quentin Blake. They're very energetic. And they're a bit chaotic, but they're lots and lots of fun. And they're very funny. But this book is illustrated by Paddy Donnelly. And the illustrations all look rather gorgeous and very evocative of a hot desert island somewhere, I imagine, in the middle of the Pacific. I was going to say the specific, and that reminded me of being little when I used to mix up words. I used to say specific instead of Pacific, and I used to say shoulder instead of soldier. And sometimes, I won't lie, I still have to think really hard before I say soldier. I have to think, do you mean soldier? No, maybe I have to think hard when I say shoulder. Because then when I say shoulder, I say, do you mean shoulder or do you mean soldier? And then when I say soldier, I'm like, well, which is it? Soldier? Shoulder? Maybe I'm going to soldier today. I just don't know. The words are all very similar, but they mean such different things. Much like illustrations. Illustrations are all very different and different illustrations are going to work for different types of book. And I can say just from looking at the cover that Paddy Donnelly's illustrations are going to work wonders for Jean's beautiful story. I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of this book. And if you would like to get yourselves a copy, then do make sure you head to my bookshop dot org page where this book will be on my podcast recommended reading list you can click on the link buy the book and you can support your local bookshop and me at the same time so that was hum by gene willis and paddy donnelly and it is published by anderson press Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Storytime with Mama G. Please don't forget to leave your reviews wherever you listen to the podcast. Also share the podcast, rate the podcast. It all helps in letting people know that the podcast exists and they can hear my fabulous stories. But most importantly, they can hear my book recommendations and support all of those wonderful illustrators and authors. Now, don't forget, you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You just need to search for at Mama G Stories. I would love to see you there. But very excitingly, on Saturday, April the 3rd, I will be live streaming Mama G's Storytime Extravaganza from Stanley Art. And the good thing, of course, is that you don't even need to go to the venue 
because we are still living in a pandemic, so this show is being performed live from the theatre, but zoomed into your living rooms via the magic of Zoom. Uh, it's on April the 3rd at 2pm. Tickets are £5, and you can get them from www.petitepantos.com. It is, of course, going to be a 90-minute spectacular with an interval of stories and songs and lots and lots of joining in. So, do get yourselves involved. And when you book, you can also buy discounted versions of The Fairies, Fran and Vera. And you can get a cheeky little video message from myself to you. And you don't want to miss out on that, do you? Well, thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully, I will see you on April the 3rd. And I think there's one more episode of the podcast to come even before then. So I will see you all very soon. Au revoir. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.